Hello? Yo. What up? Is that Ryan only? Yeah. Those What's other up with your other two. Those other <laughs> those other two twinks aren't gonna be on tonight. They both Isn't have... Sam like Sam has like a chancellor's meeting or something. What does he have? Like I don't know, something crazy, like a nine paragraph text about something with contracts and all yeah. kinds of <laughs> It's just not a good night, man. <laughs> And then ba- base base is actually working. Wow! So <laughs> air quote. You're shocked that base is working. I mean, no. The word "working" is like that's what I'm saying. Air quotes there. Yeah. He's at he's at his place that pays him. Yeah, like he works the same way like Willy Wonka works. Yeah, Homer Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> that's a better example actually <laughs> homer just sits in there and he has to hit yeah. the, he just don't hit this one button and then Correct, he, still, yeah. he still manages to hit it yeah wonka at least had like he had things to look after yeah he, like he had to do certain things it was fun but he still had to do stuff but everything he did was made up like he would just yeah oh. no it was all fake but he still had to do it whereas base like it's all fake, and he doesn't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Willy Wonka would just, like, throw his boot into some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of concoction. Yeah. Say, oh, it needs a little kick. <laughs> right. Which is shit that probably didn't need to really, I mean, is that boot really going to help the candy out? It might have. I don't know. It might have given it a kick. That's the kind of stuff basis. But you know what's funny? So, on, <laughs> speaking of Willy Wonka, on Sundays, every Sunday, I don't know about how you do it now. But every Sunday, I literally eat like Augustus Gloop from Willy Wonka, where yeah. I just eat everything in sight. And then Mondays, I'm like a UFC fighter trying to cut weight, so I'll, I'll eat only mm. bananas and drink water all day. God. <laughs> but, I don't understand, dude. I, I, I don't understand the inconsistency. That's what I don't get. I, I understand that some people do that, but I, I just feel like if, I don't know. Can't you just eat like a normal human all the time? You know what it is? You just, I, I, sometimes on Sundays I'll eat one big meal and then I find myself in another one without even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, I, I honestly don't eat like that all, all week because then I'll be like, oh, my, oh, I feel disgust. You know, your stomach feels disgusting and you're laying on your stomach, sitting up against the wall at night. You can't sleep because your stomach hurts so bad. Yeah, I, I think the equivalent is like, for normal people, like, the day that you grill out or do, you know, like, the proportion doesn't change that drastically. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right, you're right. And, you know, that's what I learned. It's funny because one day I realized if I'm at Subway, I don't have to get a foot long. I could just get a six <laughs> you, know, you know I just realized that. <laughs> that's awesome. I think, honestly, I'm not kidding. I think back in my, like, heavier days, I, it actually may have been Subway. I think I got something disgusting, and I was eating it with my dad, and he was like, you know, you don't have to get that whole thing or eat the whole thing. And I was, same thing, where I'm like, huh? <laughs> it was like a, an epiphany, you know? Like, yeah, you're right. I was at Subway, and I was about to get a foot long, and I wasn't even hungry. And then I'm like, wait a minute, let me just get a six-inch. And that's the first time in my life I've ever gotten a six-inch at Subway, ever. And were you satisfied? I was, and I was full after the six inch. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that the other six inch, you're just, because the key really is to just eat slow. Because right. if you eat fast, you don't realize how full you are until like the last bite of the foot long. And then you're so full, you can't even move. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if you took a bite 
and then got up and like did something, you know, like did something quick. Like if you just got up in between every bite, just to like, I don't know, go wash a dish or go like <laughs> clean the counter and then came back and said, I wonder what would happen. I mean, I know you would never do that. No, but it, maybe, maybe we're onto something or maybe that's a new diet. You do activities in between bites. And then you yeah. only you only eat until you're full. So no matter what it is, you take one bite, you get up, you throw like a load of laundry in, you come back, get right. another bite, and, and you might get some shit done. Like I've had dishes sitting in my in my uh, sink for like a hold week. on, hold on, sorry, can you hear this noise? That's my dog Prince playing with a frisbee. It's sliding around the floor. He can't get it up. Oh god! <laughs> like you know where it's like lift down. Uh huh. And you need something to grab on. That was that loud noise. I'm sorry. I know you freak out sometimes. Bass has the window down. You're like, what are you doing? Well, he'll, Bass will be playing, like, uh, the radio in his car while we're doing this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or he'll pull, right. he'll pull up to some, like, gangbanger where you hear, like, <laughs> like, Bass, what the fuck is it? Oh, let me roll this window up. Why, yeah. was, why was it even down? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, that's an interesting diet, and I think... I think um, we're on to something, but I will warn you that you it could be like a Kevin Trudeau situation in the end <laughs> where you end up in jail because you're hawking just nonsense. Yeah, but I mean, this I is... This you're is not selling point. anything. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, if it works, it works. I'm going to say, okay, but what kind of foods could you eat where you could just take a bite at a time? Because, like, I don't want to wash anything. dishes, but I don't want to wash dishes and then put my hand back on the Big Mac. Well, I don't know, cut it in pieces and then... Well, see, that's the move then. You have to that's cut... That's what? That's, that's the move. That's, that's the correct way of yeah. doing it. You have to put it in the portions. Like, you have to right. figure out if this is a 12-bite meal, if it's a 10-bite yeah. meal, and you have to actually put it in those... You should actually have little numbers on a plate. That, that's, that's our diet. That's the thing. Because every <laughs> diet has to sell something, right? So we'll just sell... That's what we sell. We sell, like, the little labels. <laughs> no, no, not even a label. It's like a uh, picture, like a, a placemat. Only uh-huh. it's, it's clear plastic, and there's squares. There's 12 squares. Right. And it says one, two, three, four, all the way yeah. up to 12. And then you have to put your bites in those little areas. Not bad. This is a good <laughs> diet. <laughs> it's like a diet for, like, retards. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it might work. It's diets for people like me. But then it's like, yeah. okay, do this. and be. But you, you can't exercise in the middle of eating. So you can't say, like, okay, do th- 10 push-ups. In between no, 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 not exercise. It's, like, light, you know, light stuff around the house. So you, like, but, but what if your house, like, if you're on this diet, your house is going to mm-hmm. be in pristine condition. There's not going to be anything left to do in the house. There's always stuff to do. do you and think- that's, that's how you sell the diet is, like, I mean, it's, it's two birds with one stone. You're, you're doing portion control, appetite control, and you're, you know, they're looking sharp. <laughs> but I'm thinking we add something else in. Like, we say lose weight and learn how to play guitar. So in between bites, you have to, like, learn another note for a song. Oh, dude, yeah. Right? I, I like it even better. It's like a <laughs> focus it in on, like, a niche yeah. thing. Like, one it could thing. Be, it could be anything. Like, like yeah. Photoshop. You're learning how to right. do Photoshop. I want you to have your 12 bites, and in between each bite, I want you to learn you know, another minute of something on Photoshop yeah. or I want you to no, watch, awesome. I want you to watch a minute of a video, how to play guitar. I want you to, you know, learn a, a new chord. Is it kind of sick and sad though, that 
that that's act- like that we're talking about this that it's even needed <laughs> like that, that that people you i don't know and i used to be that i mean isn't it just weird though that we like are that stupid like we yeah, like we, we don't can't just, yeah we know what to do we can't just do it we have like fun and games <laughs> <laughs> well it's like a little oh, kid man. You want a, you want a little kid to eat his peas, but you have to like, oh, here comes yeah, the airplane. Here comes the airplane. Yep. Yeah. It, it yep. is. You have to treat adults like children, and that's the only way you get them to lose weight or do anything they don't want to do. Just like, um, you know, people who are drug addicts, you have to treat them like babies. You have to be like, okay, you can't do this. You're hurting your family. Blah blah. Like everything is is dumbed down to children. Like people, right. are, it's all it's all different addictions: food, drugs, alcohol, whatever. Yeah. But the only way to get them to stop is to go back to the, the days of being children. Timmy, here it comes. Here comes the airplane, Timmy. Zzz. Yay! Yeah. You know, we should play. Here comes the, here comes the hams, or what's like a non-alcoholic beer? Oh, O'Doul's? Oh, here comes the O'Doul's, Mr. Here Johnson. Go. Here you go. Three gulps. Mmm, <laughs> isn't that good? <laughs> You know, I, I got to say, you did something very considerate this week that I don't think anyone would ever. And, and don't worry, I'll get into you being a pussy later about your okay, your arm sling or whatever. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll actually get to that next. But you did something very considerate this week that no one I know has ever done, and you consciously turned on the read receipt on your text, which means that anytime you read a text I send you, it tells me that you read it. And right. smart people, and I'm not saying you're not smart. Let me let me explain. Smart people have that turned off because I don't want anyone to know when I read their text. Because then if right. I don't reply right away, and, and most people have the read receipt off, and mo- the, most people who have it on don't realize it's on. Yeah, like, like they only have it on because that's how it's auto set. Right. So you told me you're like, well, I only really text you, my girlfriend Laura, my brother Kevin. So you said to be considerate. I figured I would turn that on. It's true. But no one in the history of texting has ever done that out of consideration. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're like, right. I'm, I'm, I, I saying that was a, I'm saying that was a nice, you know, a nice move. Yeah, right. I didn't put it in those terms, like comparing myself to anyone else. Like, oh, most people don't do this, but but I guess that's right. I mean, I just thought, like, because there are times where I can't text back right away, and it's almost like, I don't, if I was texting with a bunch of assholes that I didn't know or care about, it would be off. <laughs> or like back in the, if it was like a bunch of skanks. Well, wait, hang on. I want to get to that. Not, not, I don't want to get to the skanks, but I want to, yeah. I want to get to something else involving your old ways right. compared to your new ways. But go ahead. Yeah, it would be off if I was texting with anyone that I didn't care about. Let's just put it that way. So, but, but you sort of reassess it and you're like, the main people, and I'm, of course there are texts with other people, but like the main Three are you, Kevin and Laura? And I would just like to have you guys know if I've read your text instead of sitting there wondering, "Oh, did he read that? Is he going to get back to me?" <laughs> That's very you know? nice. Yeah, and I don't expect any. I, it's not like I'm like, "Oh, Abe, you should do that." Of course, I'm you're never a man do. about town, and you need to <laughs> you need to keep up the lies. Well, not just that, <laughs> but I'll get a text like, "Hey, do you got your lines yet for tonight's games?" Oh, uh, dude, no. That's and I, when I say lies, I don't mean like with with whores. No, I, I mean know, like. I, if, if, like, you don't want to go out on a Wednesday with Roker and Dan O, you know, <laughs> you could always just say, oh, I didn't get it. 
You can wait till the next morning. Yeah, I, I that well, that, that's my move. Oh shit! I just got this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's the key with texting. First of all, Ryan, do you know anyone who replies to a text quicker than me? No, there. Truly, like if Abe doesn't reply as soon as it says delivered, that means he's not interested in replying. Because he got it, for sure. Or or I'm like, sleeping or something. But barely. Even if you're sleeping, you'll text back. <laughs> there are no off limits. There's, like, no off limits with you. No off time. With everyone else, you're like, oh, it's a little late to text. It does not matter with Abe. It doesn't. <laughs> even if he's sleeping, he would never say, yo, I'm trying to get some sleep. He would respond like he would at noon. <laughs> But that is, that is that is my key term. Oh fuck! I just got this. Yeah, yeah, right. When were you without your phone? Yeah, <laughs> just I, got ne- this. I never don't have my phone in my left hand. Like, yeah. I'm always holding it. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't give away those secrets because you know the same assholes now are going to text me and be like, "Oh, now I see how it works. I thought we were friends." Yeah. So now, no. I, now I have to reply to. Well, that's the thing is that you don't. That's the. the the distinction is like, I think texting has made people too sensitive. I'll be honest. It has, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> I, that's, I, all right. That's why I don't go out. I'm just like, I can't handle the guilt trips, you know, that, that like come with these side friendships. Yeah. You know, like we had that conversation before. Do you know enough people? Do you want more friends? No. Yeah, that's it. No. I'm, I'm full. It's too much baggage. Not even baggage as much as I just don't have time to like start up anything new. Cause then, yeah. some, like especially with needy friends, like that's oh, it. Oh, you're not you. You don't want to go with me to the opera <laughs> or something like that. I would never <laughs> go to. Oh, you don't yeah. want you don't want to go to Porker Fest in in uh, in Joliet with me. Tonic no. is playing. Yeah, Tonic, dude. Tonic and the Love Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> But see, that's the thing. Is like texting his cr- so like we condition people. Wait, 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 wait. How- no, 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 Ryan, you don't understand. Dish Wall is there also. <laughs> oh shit! <Yeah. laughs> suggested five dollars suggested donation. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to um, pay to get it. It's either five dollars or or a canned food item. Yeah, canned good. Yeah. Um, but I think that like texting really has created a new line of expectations. You know, like we condition people how to talk to us. By always replying, Abe, you have conditioned everyone to always expect a reply. You're right, and I so need to stop. when you don't, and you have, on the other end, you have someone needy, like like a base, then <laughs> that's a new... Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you have... Texting has created this new form, new... I don't know if form is the right word, but, like, base now expects you to text back. If you don't, and this has happened, he says, what up? What up, dude? You mad? He'll call. You know, it's like, but that's, that's our fault for, for letting people expect that. Well, it's like you're, you're giving, you keep giving your little kid ice cream, and then he starts getting fat, and you stop giving him ice cream, and he gets right. mad. He's like, where's my ice oh. cream, Dad? You always gave it to me before. <laughs> when, I, when I can't have it now, I, I, you gave me an ice cream cone every day. Oh, and, well, yep. you're fat now. <laughs> yep. yep. And guess what? Once yep. the, once those stretch marks start ripping at, at the kid's stomach, <laughs> there's no turning back. Yeah. You know, so so the texting thing made me think of a new game, Ryan, called New Ryan, Old Ryan. 
So oh, like, boy. so so texting. Old Ryan would have taken his phone, thrown it in a backpack, thrown well, turned it off when he gets home, throw ten T-shirts over it, zip it up, and throw it in a closet. <laughs> That's what you said. And that would have been my and that would have been my backup phone. Like I like I had a Heisenberg situation going. Oh, you had two phones. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and there then, was a point where I had that shitty uh, that chocolate thing that you know that like oh you got a free that? like right from the radio station right or something yeah totally and then I had like that other shitty razor for a while. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was a stretch of two phones, definitely. Uh, so one was one like, of them always one, stayed in the car. Yeah, <laughs> in the trunk. Yeah, the one because you would tell me like, just so you know, my my phone is going to be in the trunk after six p.m. I'm like what? You're like here, dial yeah. dial this dial the house number if you need anything. And then yeah, you're right. And then there was the third line, which is the house phone, and that was given to the inner inner circle. Yeah, that was. That was the people who had had news that could potentially like affect my day. <laughs> <laughs> and you were still mad when people would call it. It was like you, Kevin, my parents. Uh, yeah, no, no one had. Yeah, that was the line. Like, hey, can can you fill in tonight? We got to work. Okay. <laughs> like, that was like, the the always get through line. Cousin Oliver is dead. They just found him dead. Oh, no. We tried calling your cell phone. Meanwhile, it's like it's ringing in your trunk like in Goodfellas when, uh, when, when, uh, when uh, what's his name? Billy Bats was in the back kicking the trunk. You just hear your phone ringing. Yeah. So how the, is there... Is it really a game, or are you just saying like? Well, no, no. Well, there's some other situations. So, so that, so the, that's the old version. The, the the old texting. We would, I would text you, and your phone was in a trunk. The new one is you have read receipts on to be considerate. That's what a different. Just think. Let's sit back and think about that for a second. Yeah. Before you hid your phone in a backpack in a trunk, and now you turn on read receipts so that I know for a fact that you got my text. <laughs> And that is, and you said to be considerate, and that was like, that was my exact quote. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you're right, dude. That is, that is a pretty shocking, shocking difference. All right. How about going to a bar? Well, now you won't even go to a bar. Or, you, or you'll, you'll show up for six minutes and be like, all right, guys. That's about it. That's, I got to let the dogs out. And, like, the whole time I'm there, you just see over my shoulder through the window my car up front with the flashers on. <laughs> you, keep hitting, you keep hitting the auto start, like, because it, like, it only stays on for six minutes or whatever. And like, all right, guys, I'm about to leave. And then you hear Yeah. No, it's true. And But that one isn't, like, I don't know. It's, I, it's so weird, dude. When you stop drinking... You don't. You lose the desire to go to bars, and then, to, but to say to someone, "No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to a bar." It's for personal reasons, but they. It's hard for other people to understand that. Yeah. You know, you you come off as like, "Oh, he's too good to hang out." It, you yeah. know, it's like, but no, like, it's I, like you're not I, I don't want to I mean, get blackout drunk and get a DUI. Yeah. yeah, like you would hang out if, like, I said, like, "Hey, let's go to uh, the beach or, or something." I don't know, like somewhere yeah. else. Like, oh, do you want to go to a movie? You would hang right. out, but you're faithful to your girlfriend. Yep. You live with her. You don't drink. You're not looking to yeah. hook up. So, like, you know, yeah. that kind of eliminates 
a big percentage yeah. of white people go to bars. And, and dude, I mean, you know this, like, the bar, a bar, is where nearly every one of my problems began. Like, that's where the seedlings were planted. Oh, yeah, and it has to be a trigger for you, I'm sure. Yes! Dude, everything, everything that was a problem for me began at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would I go, you know? Yeah. That's like, that would yeah. be like David Ruffin from The Temptations just hanging out at a crack house. Like when he's trying, when he's trying, <laughs> exactly. to, when he's trying to stay clean. Oh, come exactly. on, man. Come on, man. We're just all hanging out. You don't have to do any crack. What, are you too yeah. good to lay on the floor next to me? Come on. Come on. Come on. Lay inside the refrigerator like old time. <laughs> come on, baby. <laughs> so that's how you handle a bar situation now. So what What was the old way you, you, would, you would work out? What, what's the old way that you would handle yourself at a bar? It depends on the bar and depends on the time of day. I mean, there, there were... I, don't, I mean, there were days after work, you know, we would, at the morning show, we would go and be over there at 11, 12, and, you know, that's, I, without getting too specific, I mean, that's when you start making some calls to see what else you can get into. Um, <laughs> and then... What else you can get into at noon. Yeah, and you have every intention of being home by 2 yeah. to let the dog out. But then you but, end up getting home at 2 a.m. And then at 7, 7 p.m., you're, you're texting going, hey, I won't be home tonight at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleeping over at Kevin's I'm staying, house. I'm staying at Abe or Kevin's. Yeah. And then shoot a text to Abe or Kevin saying, hey, if she if she calls or texts, I'm staying with you tonight. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like, that was a lifetime ago. You know, I don't, I don't remember any of that. And then there was the nighttime bars where it was like, if, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's where you go hunting. Yeah, like that for young ladies. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, Def- or whatever. But you never, <laughs> you would never end up anywhere like a standard place to take a girl. You don't either end up like in my back seat. Uh, that's exactly what I was. <laughs> that's behind, exactly what I was going to say. Behind a dumpster had, on, on someone else's couch in, in in some random empty room in a bar, like behind like the a sink somewhere. Yes, yes, dude. Anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> it didn't matter. And that's the thing I think is the most different is like I had absolute like when I say I had no standards, I had no standards for anything or anyone across the board. Well, you it, had it standards as far as looks, I think. Yeah, but, but they I'm weren't. They like, weren't to your, sometimes though. They weren't to what your real standards could be. But you yeah, dude, exactly. Like, the, the standards, are, I mean, apply to everything. Like, things now that would be hilarious or unthinkable, like, oh, you know, in the back of, like, a trailer in a gas station parking lot. <laughs> like, if it was open, yes. Now, I, I'm like, what are you thinking? Why would you even walk up to that trailer? Yeah, and you you had no I mean, fear. You would go in rooms. You just someone else's bedroom. You would go in a bathroom. You would, <laughs> you would go like in 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 the open daylight if you're in a corner. Like you had no. It's funny that like the guys who get the most ass. Here's three things I've learned. They're not afraid of anything. Yeah, like they they don't give a fuck. Yeah, like all, all it's almost like you're 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 on like you said you're hunting. Yeah, and you have to get out of your head. You have to get out of your own head. That's that's the key. Is like. I think, you know, when I say that, it's like now, I mean, I, I'm always thinking, 
You know, yeah. I'm always like, oh, that might not be a good idea. Back then, I never thought that about anything. If you've ever seen Survivor, man, Ryan was like Les Stroud. Like, <laughs> like all, all you, you had to figure out how to make fire, and somehow you were going to make it no matter what. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because, but, 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 but how many different ways could Les Stroud make fire? He could make fire with a fucking magnifying glass. He could make fire with, like, a bottle of water. He could make fire with twigs. He could make fire with, like, uh, motor oil. He has 101 different ways to make fire, and you had 101 different ways to yeah. try to get laid somehow or to That's do something good, fucked up. It's a good point. It is. All right. How about... How about... Yeah. Well, I was going to say, working at a radio station, I-, I will say one thing. Even in your worst times, you were always a very, very hard worker. But I think now your your head is like comp- – like when we do the radio show on Sirius, your head is completely into the show. Like you didn't right. have – but, but even back then, I got to say, though, you would work really hard on your job. I mean, even in your worst times, you were working very hard. Yeah. But – you had your head in three other places, though, trying to hook up something later on, or oh yeah, dude. I think that, I think then there were the, the distractions, though, of like we had like that text line set up where you know listeners could text in with you, which was a, the worst thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> Why uh, is that? I mean, come on, dude. Like, but any, see, but, back, but see, isn't it easier now because you'll you'll have like social media or something like. Back then, you couldn't even see what they looked like or anything. You would just have to assume. Well, yeah, sure. but it was one-on-one. It was private. The only people that could see that were you and that person. If I'm on social media... Yeah, but then, the, know, ne- but then the next the next DJ who would come in could see your 27,000 texts with 20 different girls. Yeah, right? but let's be honest. The next DJ was probably just as big of a fuck-up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, man, are you going to fuck this chick that you were talking to for nine minutes? Because yeah. I see you moved on to this other girl for 17 minutes. Right. So do you mind if well, I no, get back with a nine-minute girl? <laughs> that was like a breeding ground for it. It was like how you weed out the people that you're going to give your number to. It was like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was a, a problem. And just the whole thing, going, to, you know, doing bar nights, those bar promotions. And, I mean, there was just a lot going on, whereas at Sirius, it was just, it was what I needed. It was just, like, us and the show in a room with no distractions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was absolutely no distractions when we did that yeah. show. Because it was just our show. Right. Yeah. And, and there's no, there was no bullshit either. Like, there was none. When we did that Sirius show... There was absolutely none of that, like, hey, uh, fellas, do you mind coming into the office? We could go over a few things. Like, when Tim Sabian was running shit, he just let yeah. us, he's like, here, here's the keys, drive, do whatever you want. Yep, absolutely. And yeah. that's that's I mean, the way that, if if I, and I do want to be a program director now. And, yeah. And the way, and when you, you and I could run a station, and it would be fucking awesome. I know for a fact. Because you between the two of us, we could do everything. And I would hire talent that I believe in, and I would right. let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. I mean, you could, like, we got a few pointers in the beginning, like, here, why don't you guys try doing this and this? But once you give them the structure, you let them fly, and then if they're not good enough, you just fire them. But, like, yeah. to me, when you, it's like, when it's, it's like dr- uh, signing Michael Jordan to your basketball team and then telling him, well, I want you to start playing different. I'm not saying we're exactly. Michael Jordan, but, you know. No, you're right. You bring someone in to do what it is that they do. And that's the thing. If you hire people who you believe in and you like what they do, you let them do what they do. If you're hiring people because they went to radio school only and, like, you were moderately impressed with their air check or whatever, yeah. 
Yeah, then you have some molding to do. And that's, that's those aren't the people you hire. But the problem now is that, like, you know, I there's some jobs that I did not get because they said, oh, well, we think that you're going to, like, once you get a better offer, you're going to leave. But wouldn't you want, like, if I were the Bulls right now and Carmelo Anthony said, hey, I'll come play for the Bulls for uh, the league minimum, but if I get a better well, offer next season, I'm going to leave, wouldn't you want him on your team? Yeah. Like, don't, don't you want the best pot? And that's the problem with radio today is they don't want the best people. They want people that are going to stay in this little niche that they carved out for them and right. people who don't want to fly. And don't you want people who want to fly on your team? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I sat with one of our program directors who, who when, like, uh, it switched over from diaries to those pagers, and he was like, oh, this is great. Look, here – you could see when you talked at 3.17 p.m., and then we could see how many people turned the station and where they went. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, just blow my brains out. Yeah, the, exactly. The, you know, and he's like, so, in, in, you know, in, to sum it up, we just want you to use fewer words. Think, think <laughs> about 50 words every time you crack the mic. No, no more than 50 words. What? You know, Sludge, I mean, I, Sludge was at Q101. He was probably the greatest like music DJ ever in Chicago. At, when yeah. He was on Afternoons as Q101. The new program director called him during a commercial. Sludge, you just talked 31 seconds. I told you you can only talk 25, and you got to do it over drum and bass beds. <laughs> he called him during a break, like a commercial break, and told him that. It's, uh, cra- it's crazy. And, and that's, yeah. why, that's why a lot of radio now sucks. Because it's yeah, all the gut. The gut is gone. There's no gut left. But the main problem now is that you don't have guys with balls. Like it's people. Yeah, who... it, there's no instinct. There's no gut. There's no balls. You're no right. love. I mean, no all... love. Like we love this radio. I mean, we're we're yeah. sitting here doing this right now at nine thirty at night on a Monday. I mean, yeah. we love doing this. There's not that passion. It's like they hire people the same way you would hire someone at Walmart. Like just to fill a position, and, exactly and, and, a body. Yeah, it's it, it's really is. It's just a body, and like the, the people, the people who are awesome at radio. Like you look at, there's a guy named Dave Richards who runs a, a station called KISW in Seattle. He has a morning and afternoon show that are awesome, and they do talk, and then he just plays like awesome music, has awesome imaging. He's like a real program director. But then you get the guys who just do what everyone else is doing, and that's why. I don't get why you would listen to a local Chicago music station when you could just listen to it for free, like with no commercials. Like, I, I don't know yeah. why you would listen to commercials because the DJs come in for what, 10 seconds? Why, why would all they're doing is interrupting my music? Yeah, but then they tell you, I guess the, they tell you the weather, uh, they tell you what, like, Life House is coming to town, and then they tell you that the morning show is giving away $500,000 that yeah. you won't win. <laughs> so those are, those are the three things, I guess, that, that terrestrial radio has over something like Slacker or Spotify yeah. or, you know, whatever else. I don't know. I don't get it either. When I want weather, I just look at my phone, and it has beautiful weather written out for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get back to the game, uh, Ryan. Old old Ryan, new Ryan. Bringing your girlfriend around. <laughs> Never, jeez, <dude>. Never. <laughs> That's old Ryan. Never. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, hey, uh, I'm running to the store for milk. You want to? I mean, now it's like we're you know, yeah. Let's go. Let's hang out. Let's go to 
wherever. Let's go to Abe's and watch WrestleMania. Yeah, but before I mean, you, were, you were always solo, and, and and there was always a reason for it. Or, or Lollapalooza three nights, you would only like let her come to one or something. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. <laughs> You're just disgusted with yourself. I yeah. But I'm also proud of myself at the same time. You should be, honestly, because not many people have the turnaround that you've had. Whether it's weight or drugs or drinking or, or, you know, you had all those problems and you got got rid of all of them. Like, you were were even getting a little chubby at one point. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, sick. Well, that could be the last one, eating late. Like, now, what, you'll eat, like, a piece of, like, cucumber or something? Honestly, that's probably the only holdover is that my, like, my one vice is I... It's hard to say this without sounding fucking queer, but, like, I love ice cream, and, like, I'll usually have ice cream every night. You eat ice cream every night? I'll have, like, a scoop or two every night of some sort of ice cream. But, yeah. You're like like Cam from Modern Family, right? (laughs) I mean, I know Cam from Modern Family, but does he do that with ice cream? Well, yeah. He's always, I, I just assume every night he has, like, a bowl of ice cream. Or you're like a fat girl. Like, fat girls love eating, like, oh, I just have to have, you know, two scoops every night. <laughs> I'm like a fat girl. Yeah. I mean, it's not to the point where it's not gluttonous. Like, I'm not, like, I don't have a, I'm not making Sundays and, like, other, I just have to have something sweet at the end of the day. What do you eat? Like, do you, so do you just eat right out of the carton? Like, you'll stick a spoon in there and take no. two bites? No, I have these small bowls. See the back to the portion control. These small little bowls. I think they're for salsa. They're like these small bowls that I'll put like some ice cream in. That way, I'm not filling this huge gallon. <laughs> you know, and that. But that goes back to our diet, where it's like the control. Yeah. Yeah, I want to eat out of the carton. I can't. See, I when I have ice cream, I just eat out of the carton because I'm the only one here anyway. I know, but then you don't stop. That's oh, the that's problem. a good point. That's a good point. It's kind of like eating out of a bag of chips. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no bottom. You have to give yourself that baseline. You have to create the floor, or else there is it doesn't exist, and you just go and go and go. Yeah, that's a good call. I've never even thought about pouring chips into a plate or something. Yeah, which would probably make sense because you're right. There's no end in sight. Right. Or like when you make a thing of microwave popcorn, just eating the whole thing. You probably shouldn't eat that whole thing. I always pour it in a bag. I always pour into a bag. And yeah, that there is something to it for sure. So were you eating ice cream when you you, you last week you called me and you said that you were you had your arm in a sling and, and you said you said you said you were using your foot to clean up spills. I took that off, by the way. I took that that lasted like four days. Is there anything more pathetic than cleaning shit with your foot? Like that. Well, well besides, besides, like we talked about, the guys who use those grippers. Like when I went to buy that dishwasher, and the guy was using the gripper to push the button. Oh right God! Here. Make sure you hit superwash right here. <laughs> All right, ah, and then he'd fall and drop the gripper. That holding a gripper and trying to grab shit is the most pathetic thing you could ever do. Second, though, is cleaning shit with your foot. Doing anything with your foot, it, like. Yeah, dude, I opened, like, I opened, I peeled back the curtains with my foot to look outside. (laughs) It might not sound, it might not sound like much, but man, that is, you feel, you feel like you haven't amounted to anything in that moment. 
You feel, you feel very... But even as simple as spilling liquid on the floor and cleaning it with your foot. <laughs> like, think, think about the way... Would you want anyone videotaping you when you're cleaning something with your foot? No. No. It's, it, no, you're right. Like, let's, let's, I mean, let's go back to the, the, the old Ryan days, right? If one of you, some girl, Let's say you're about to go meet up with some girl. Would you want her walking in on you with like a pair of boxers on with six paper towels on uh, your foot cleaning up no. milk? <laughs> oh my god! I never thought of it that way, but you're right. And, and didn't you didn't you say so? So okay, so you have you had tendonitis in your arm or something? Yeah, god. you said you said it was from working, right? Because you don't usually do any kind of labor. Because you you said you were remodeling your house, so that's why you, all of a sudden your arm is full of tendonitis. Well, dude, for a month. I mean, yeah. For, for a month, it was just, it was nonstop painting. We peeled all the wallpaper off. But you know, like, people have jobs where they do that every day for their whole life. and they I understand, time. but they build it up. I, I, you take this this twink pussy who's never really done <laughs> a whole lot. And With those, you give limp, him, those limp arms and shoulders. He buys his first set of tools ever. <laughs> and like, I'm sawing wood, you, you know, like carrying couches and I mean non-stop dude non-stop I, I, I the shit that I learned how to do in the last month to fix this house electrical plumbing flooring oh, wow. you know I built a garden this week or last week um, before that two, like two weeks ago uh it's now planted by the way that's what I was doing before you called me um what, I, I mean you making some cucumbers and such today i planted watermelon Ooh. uh summer squash and carrots oh carrots yeah yep. why why would you pick summer squash <laughs> like do you actually like not, that or you just want it to look cool like different colors when they grow have you ever had like like a spaghetti squash no oh dude you would love it you would love it yes you would i do like watermelon though yeah, well, I got some watermelon in the ground now, but so wait, I don't know. So wait, let's, it, get, let's get back to the arm. So, so you, yeah. you you said you couldn't move it, and then you went to the doctor, and he said you have tendonitis. It was it was like it was freaking me out because I would at the end of every day, like my right arm, my right hand would just be asleep, and it was numb and it, it well, that was happens to numb. my that happens to my right leg every time I take a dump. I know, I remember. Yeah, it's not normal, See, and you would never get it checked out. You oh, would just not get normal. off. Take a drink of orange juice, shake it out, and then go right back to the toilet. That's exactly what I do. I know. I remember. I jump, I kick it against the wall, and then I'll take a sip of orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) So so, so you went went to the doctor, and he said, oh, this thing's just, it's it's, it's heaping with tendonitis. It's overworked. Exactly. It was tendonitis. So you had a blue sling on? It wasn't blue. It was tan. Oh, I thought they were all blue. <laughs> no. And then, so, it was so, not blue. so, so you sent me this because we were supposed to record this like whatever day that was, and you sent me a limp text saying, "Oh, I'm laying here with a, a, a arm sling and a cut off shirt on." And uh, I didn't say cut off shirt. Like, why would I ever say that? You told you me you were wearing a cut off shirt. Okay, but I would never just volunteer that info. You, I guarantee oh, you. I know. I, know. I, said, I, I said, let me guess. You're wearing glasses too. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and, and, and then I said, "Yes, I'm in a shorts, a 
sleeveless shirt, glasses, and I have a sling on. Exactly. <laughs> and didn't you say, you said you opened the curtains with your foot, and you saw yeah. Laura cutting down a tree. I started carrying the tree that she cut. She cut down two trees in our front yard while I was laying inside watching House Hunters International. And that's not, that's not even a list. Like, there's no exaggeration to that. She came inside and said, hey, can you come out here and see what I've done? Or look, look what I did. And I'm like, oh, God. No, you know, matter, I thought, no, matter how much, no matter how much she loves you, don't you think when she sees you laying on the couch with the sling, the glasses, the cutoff shirt, opening curtains with your foot, don't you think just like <laughs> in her head for a split second, she's like, what, what the fuck am I doing with this guy? Anyone else, I would say yes, but like she knows how hard I had worked, and there were days where she wasn't feeling like getting up. You yeah, know, but she not... wasn't in that kind of disgusting position with a sling, <laughs> glasses, your, eye, your yeah. eyes are all red, probably. But she, dude, she's so used to that. Like, anytime I go, anytime I'm like, hey, I, you know, I, I got a sling, she'll send back, like, um, she sent me a, some e-card that said, sorry you're feeling like such a pussy. <laughs> I mean, like, she understands that when I have an affliction, like, she, it, she's in for a... Um, it's like she has a child on her hand yeah. for the next, like, what, week. What was the thing where you were naked and she had to, like, rub your body down with, like, warm milk or something? Like, you had poison ivy or something? What was it? Oh, yeah. That was last summer. I had, like, heat rash or something. Yeah. But then, didn't you say you were naked, like, laying on the floor and she had to pour, like, like sour cream on you or something? What was it, it wasn't sour cream. It, I forget. I have that shit here somewhere. Yeah, it was some sort of lotion. I, she had to put on. God damn, dude. You reminded me. That was, that was not... That was worse than the plane, for sure. Because it's one of those things that people can't really see. Like, in a swing, they're like, oh, okay, physical physical problem there. But, like, when you're rolling around on the floor and there's really nothing visible, like, maybe a few little red marks, but to you, you're like, ah, oh, it's burned. Yeah, and you're making, you're, your girlfriend, like a, you're making your girlfriend pour milk on you. Yeah, oatmeal and... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Get my like back. way more pathetic. Get my back! <laughs> oh God! Do you ever? Yeah. Not to switch the subject so drastically, but do you ever walk around downtown and homeless guys like treat you like you're a hot chick? Yeah, dude. Where they start almost like. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I can't like, describe it, like but the, yeah. the compliments, like, big man, big man. Oh, he's like, yo, yo, that beard's tight. Or, damn, those shoes are straight. And then right when I'm saying thank you, they're like, yo, man, can I get a dollar? Yep. Yeah, dude, that, that's right. But but how, what else would you do? I mean, what else would your pitch be? But, you know, I, mean, like but, but, but I feel like when I'm around homeless guys, I feel like I'm like Jessica Biel. Oh, like they boost your ego almost. Yeah, That's I mean, like, yeah. like right away, like, damn, those that, that shirt is sharp, dog. I'm like, oh, thanks, yeah. man. Yo, man, you help me out with something. <laughs> yep. It's almost like they're, they're yeah, it's, it, they're a temporary prostitute, but just for the ego. Yeah. Like, I'll throw you a compliment. And it's not even just homeless people. Like, I was in, oh, God, I, I was in Riviera Maya, Mexico, and this, I don't know if he was a bartender or what. I, yeah, I guess. He was, like, bringing me drinks. Every time he would come up, he would beat his chest to indicate that I, I was, like, tough. And he would say, Tom Cruise. <laughs> and and he, would, he was trying to tell me that I, I was, like, a mix between, like, 
I don't know, like a badass and Tom Cruise. He said I looked like Tom Cruise and had like the body of a god. <laughs> and what did he want? A, a tip? Or he something? wanted a tip. Yeah, he wanted he wanted me to tip him every time he came over. And wait, he, he so he worked at the resort? He did. He worked there. Yeah, he's like. He would come by with, like, a, a rack of magazines, and I was, like, laying out by the pool, and every time he'd come by, he would say, Tom Cruise. <laughs> and then he put his hand out for a tip? Yeah, that's what he wanted. Of course, yeah, that's that's what he wanted. And what, would, you give, would you give him a tip every time? I don't think every time. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think every time, but it's the same concept. You know, it's, it, you're basically pumping someone up and then lingering until they give you money. I'll tell you, though, that's a better strategy than saying, I'll fucking stab you if you don't give me a tip. <laughs> it is. It, or being an, it's just being a dick in general. Yeah. Fuck you, you piece that's, of shit, you little twink. Yeah. How do you know that that person isn't going to tip you all at the end? How do you know that they're not just going to, like, when they get up at the end of that day from the space by the pool, they're not just going to leave 100 bucks? Yeah, you know but, I mean? but, but, so, but that's not a game where you're in it for the long haul like that. You you want instant gratification with those tips. Or if you're a homeless guy, you just want anything you get your hands on. Yeah, homeless guy is different. But, like, if you're at a resort and someone's camped out, you know, you don't want to pull the dick angle. Yeah. Well, no, I was talking about the homeless guys. Like, there's a lot of yeah, homeless, the homeless guys. Angle, yeah, savvy. the homeless guy is it? Yeah, he's not in it for, like, uh, totally. You're right. He's not in it for the long haul. He's not like, oh, I'll see that guy tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, because, like, there are homeless guys that you see every day. So if you work in an office, you'll see them five times a week. It's not like he's thinking, man, I know Abe's going to lay a nice tip on me this Friday. Yeah, I'm trying. I just wait till that boy gets paid, and then on Friday I'll be. <laughs> I'll be seeing the, I got me, seeing the fruits of my labor. I got me a saw buck coming at my way, babe. <laughs> yeah, that but doesn't I, happen. But I think homeless people, though, are in, they're of the mindset that they might not see tomorrow. So that's like, <laughs> that definitely adds to the urgency. You know, like, whereas the, the, the Mexican guy, he's like, oh, I'll see this guy for the next week and a half. Yeah. So he, I know he's staying in room 420 for the next, you know, yeah. eight days. At the very least, I'll steal his watch. Yeah, I can, at least I can get a copy of the key and go rummage when he's laying out here. Yeah. <laughs> but the homeless guy, he takes it minute by minute. Yeah. For real. <laughs> There's no, there is no tomorrow when you're homeless. <laughs> you're right. right. There's not even tonight when you're homeless. No. Like, all, all you care about is that two seconds, just trying to get anything. Like, each person to you is an opportunity that you'll. It's almost like. It's like if you were on an island and a bunch of hot girls were on the island and you had five minutes to have sex with each of them and they'd be gone forever. Yeah. Like you have that five minutes to just like give your best line or do whatever you can to make it happen in that five minutes. And that's how homeless guys treat us. But it's not even five minutes. It's five seconds. And I think that's probably a good gauge for, for your place in life is like how quickly, like how, how far in advance are you planning for things? And I don't mean financially, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, your mindset. Like, in July, you know, I'll do this. Or in 2016, I'll do this. Or, like, uh, at, like the furthest you can think is, like, 10 p.m. tonight, and it's 9 o'clock. <laughs> if 10 p.m. is the furthest your brain will go, you, you have, you're not in good shape. Yeah. Like, if you're a homeless guy, you're right. You don't think about Wednesday at all. No, there is no Wednesday. They're just surviving today. It is. It's going back to Survivor Man. That's what it's like. Yeah. Like, he's not worried about, oh, well, 
if I eat all these uh, coconuts right now, I won't have anything to eat tomorrow. He's fucking, he's fucking up those coconuts. He doesn't care <laughs> if he's like going to puke. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Dude, that's true. But isn't that kind of what got him there in the first place? You're right. Yeah. That, that, that mentality. Yeah. If he, if he would have been planning shit out, he probably wouldn't be in that position. Well, just I, even, I'm not even like trying to preach and say financial planning. I'm just saying, like, if you weren't always, always, always just gobbling up everything that fucking everything that came your way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that goes for anything. Like, yeah. you know, if if you're, do you have to have sex with every girl that you meet? Right. Or do you have to eat every hot dog? Do you have to drink every beer? Yeah. Like, that's the mentality that ends up where you're on the street giving me compliments. <laughs> yo, man, I swear to God, I gave a guy a dollar because he goes, yo, man, that beard is tight. <laughs> like, God. oh, thanks. And then, no, and I walk by him, and I swear to God, I turn back around. He was sitting on, the, on, on like, a, 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 like some kind of, I don't know, like a box or something. And I'm like, uh, oh, here's a dollar, man. He goes, oh, thanks, thanks. I'm like, I'm the guy you just complimented about the beard. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 thanks. Like he, well, forgot, he, already he, forgot. he forgot that quick. He thought he thought I was a brand new guy because he's like, oh, how you doing, young man? Right? Like when I came, I literally walked three steps, turned back around and gave him a dollar. And he already forgot that he just complimented me. That's cr- I mean, so it almost makes you want to take the dollar back. <laughs> I had to remind him that he gave me a count. I actually said, yeah, remember you complimented me on my beard. Thanks again. I, said, I, I thought you liked my beard. <laughs> you really were lying. <laughs> you were full of shit, weren't you? Yeah. He, uh, you, okay. If I just saw, if I just saw someone walk by with like a pair of sharp, sharp shoes on that I was like, I really like, or a nice watch. You know, if, some, if we had a transaction, if, if there was any transaction with me and an individual whose watch I really liked, I would remember that watch for a long time. Yeah. Or the shoes. You make a note of it in your head. Oh, I'm going to look that up. I want that watch. Let me see how much that costs. That guy forgot the beard that he liked in 30 seconds. <laughs> He's like that guy. What's that movie with um, Drew Barrymore? I think it's 50 First Dates, where the guy yeah. forgets every 10 seconds. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm Bill I'm Bill Brooks. How you doing? Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm Bill Brooks. Like he, he, that, he, that was a condition, right? Th- yeah. This guy is just full of shit. <laughs> You're and that's right. what it takes to be a good homeless guy. You just you just have to be full of shit. You have to you have to be convincing. Yeah, you have to be a bullshit artist and a great one. You're right. And it, what he did to me made me give him a dollar. So he was successful with me. So for yeah. every you know, he has to be successful multiple times a day. Oh, a lot. And it could I, be I, fifty I, yeah. times a day. He's successful, or a hundred times a day. Yeah. Homeless people probably make more money than some people who have minimum wage jobs. I bet some of them do. I, I'm sure Sam would, right now, if he heard that, he would be like, that's ridiculous. That's just ludicrous. That's, that's uninformed ludicrous. Uh, but I think you're right. I, I do, Abe. I, I mean, minimum I, wage is $7 an hour. If you're standing yeah. on an expressway for an hour, you don't, seven people aren't going to give you a dollar? Tax free, and it might not be consistent. You might not make seven dollars every hour, but over but eight hours, you'll make fifty six. Exactly, it, totally. Yeah, there there may be hours where you make fifty cents 
you know, but like your morning rush and your night rush are probably going to be pretty lucrative. <laughs> and by the way, you've earned that $56. If you're standing in the hot sun begging people for dollars, I think you've earned that money for the day. I do too. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, like to me, you probably being- earned it more than the guy that's like doing whatever to, to actually earn it. You're right. To me, being a homeless guy is a noble profession. Because oh my god! Because not, I wouldn't go that far. I, I think it is because you're not bothered. It's not like you're. I mean, not the homeless guys who will hold the knife up to my neck and say, "Give me a dollar, pussy." Not that guy, but the noble guys who just stand on the expressway, or or the guy who's standing in the corner. <laughs> the noble guy on the expressway. <laughs> the noble guy on the expressway. What a what a sentence. Keep going. Yeah, but but I think I mean. That's a job. If you told me right now, hey, Abe, you'll make $200 a day begging for money. But that means you have to stand here for eight hours and walk up and down in this 100-degree sun, or if it's snowing or whatever, and beg for money. I would not do it. Yeah. I mean, that that's a profession that you have to want to do. <laughs> Abe, Abe let's, let's clarify. It's not a profession, and it's not a job. <laughs> There's no, you're not, it's not a job. It is... It's a money-making venture, but it, there's no job. You're not clocking in, clocking out. You don't have sick days. Well, it's better I mean, that's, that's, you're, 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 an right. entre- you're an entrepreneur if you're a homeless guy, right? Right. Okay, sure. I mean, you really are. In you're, a way. It's your, I mean, every homeless guy has their own career. Like, you're a different kind of entrepreneur because each homeless guy goes about getting money a different way. It's not like there's a handbook like oh hold this sign cuz all their signs are different. Like no one's doing the exact same shit as another homeless guy. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I mean and so I guess the clear, the distinction would be like, you know, the the non unnoble homeless guys are the ones who just sit on your windshield when you're parked at a red light. Like yeah. the ones who force themselves on you. Oh, see, th- those are the ones that I don't like. Like the one who starts spraying liquid on your windshield. Yeah. Oh, let me get these. Let me get this uh, windshield for you, baby. No. You're right. Like it's yeah. it's dirty piss water in there that you probably took out of the gutter or something. Yeah. Like it's like you have it's like you have uh, access to clean water anywhere. Yeah. Where is this guy getting cleaning supplies? You're telling me that fifteen percent <laughs> of what you earn is going to go back into your business. <laughs> He's going to Home Depot. But can, wait, but can't he just go to Family Dollar and get like a bottle of ninety nine cent Windex? But do you think th- th- there's the question right there? Is a homeless guy willing to put that dollar back into the business? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or is he just happy using that same disgusting bottle that he's been using for ten years? I think that he's not going to put that dollar back into the business. No, he he, he found the bottle and he scoops up rainwater and. <laughs> Or he'll like go. He'll melt ice in the bottle on a good day. <laughs> but that is definitely not, that is not a cleaning solvent that he purchased with his with his his, his uh, like operating expense fund. If he would just put that dollar back into the business, people would actually want their windshields cleaned by it. That's the thing. Exactly. You have to spend money to make money. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine telling a homeless guy that? Hey, man, how, yo, man, how much money have you made so far? I got $7. Why don't you put a dollar of that back into your business? Yeah. <laughs> go, go to Family you know Dollar and get some generic dollars, yeah. Go to Dollar General and get something that says, like, window cleaner, and you will have $14 tomorrow. I don't believe that shit, man. I don't believe that shit. And even if you went in and bought him a bottle of Windex, 
he still wouldn't believe that shit. He would keep filling that Windex up with rainwater. He'd yeah. have it like, first it would be, because right when it gets halfway full, he thinks he needs to fill it back up. So he would panic, he would piss. He would piss in there or use rainwater. Like, it's a 50-50 consistency, the first fill. Then it's down to, like, a 20% consistency. Yeah. Before you know it, it's, like, a 2% Windex consistency. Yep. And then, yeah, after after a week, it's just residual Windex that was on the box. Like, the trace amounts of Windex. There's, I mean, it wouldn't even register if you tested it for Windex. It wouldn't even come up as Windex. <laughs> Yeah, if you took it to a lab, it would come up like like zero point zero 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 nine percent Windex. But you know there'd be like semen in there, like, oh, some, yeah, like all kinds of shit, blood, yeah. Yeah. saliva. That's gross. Yeah. But yeah, dude, you're right. Those, those guys don't deserve your money because they're not. They're, I don't know. It, it's not. It's not. That's not noble. That's just not noble as a human being. You know what else? Like if, if, oh, God, if you're if you're complimenting people and you're smiling or whistling or singing or playing a guitar or whatever, if you're like if you're doing something to make someone smile, yeah. But wait, wait, wait. See, yeah, that, that's you, what I was going to say. I, but see, I agree with that. But I don't like when they come on the train and do a performance and then force you to pay them. I like when they're singing on the corner somewhere where I can right. make the decision if I want to walk past them. I don't like yeah. when they have you cornered on a, in a train car and then they yeah. start like break dancing. Like, all right, donations start at 150 a piece. Like, no, donations start at zero, asshole. I'll walk. I wish exactly. if, if I could walk past you, I'd actually walk to another train car. But see, I, I think those people deserve the most money, the performers, but only when they give you the option of not paying them, if that makes any right. sense. No, it does. You're you're absolutely right, and it, you can always tell who's going to do it and when. Like you can see them if you're looking around. Anyway, most people get on a train and just yeah. like zone out. But if you're looking around, you can see them. Usually, like three dudes, they come in with like a little uh, boom box, like a little boom box, and they wait a second, and then, then they make of course one of them's going to go. One of them makes an announcement like, "All right, folks, what you're about to see is the children of all ages." You know. There's like a pitch. There's a little setup. And Ladies it's so and gentlemen, loud. boys and girls, children of all yeah. ages, we about yeah. to blow the roof off this motherfucker. <laughs> and then like a three-year-old kid starts breakdancing yeah. and jumping off the, uh, the the railings on the train. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Walking on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're walking on his hands, and, and they're all clapping. And then he's like, if you enjoy today's performance, we graciously accept your donations. Yeah. If not, have a blessed day, and then they move on to the next train. Then they send that poor yeah. three-year-old kid around who looks cute with a hat, like he's crying yeah. and shit. Yep. Please give me a dollar. <laughs> Please give me a dollar. Yeah. Whereas normally, if I walk past that shit on the street, I'd have no problem giving you a dollar. But when yeah, you, I'd when, stop and watch it. I'd clap, take pictures. On the train, you just put your head down and hope they don't look at you. <laughs> there, right? is some, there is something weird, too, about the fact that you just ignore a human being like that. Like someone comes up to you on a train and says, can I have a donation? And you literally do not acknowledge them. There's something weird about that when you really break it down. It's the same as telemarketers in that way. It's like if, if this person had a kiosk at a mall and gave me the option of approaching them, I might be interested in what they're selling. Oh, you're going to be in my area spraying for bugs. Okay, let me see what this is all about. If you call me and say that you're here, it's like, it's an invasion of your space. 
But it's always a guy who looks like JD from Step by Step who'll be like, "Hey, bro, you need you you got a cell phone carrier yet?" Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone has a cell phone carrier, asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, like we all just, just <laughs> we all just like landed here and just, we're, we're winging it right now. We're building like a, a new society. <laughs> or, or, the, or the guy who looks like Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons who's flying a helicopter. Hey, bro, let me show you something. Come here. Yeah. Come here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Or the Asian, I mean, the it, Asian it, it guy. Happen. The Asian guy who wants to give you a massage. You need your you back, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. That, that that chair massage in the middle of the mall. I never understood how anyone could do that. And it's always Ever. the most disgusting people. Well, you know who gets them? And I'm not saying base is disgusting. Base, 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 base has gotten them. Base, where your whole ass is hanging out, and they're just you. All they do is work the fat, like your neck fat and back fat. It just it grosses me out. And it's always it's always people who have like uh, like stump feet. And 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 there's like crust. You see crust like that. You, you ever see the women who have stump feet and they're wearing like those uh, those leggings kind of. And ju- the only one inch of skin you could see is like brown with like crust on it. Oh God! You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. <laughs> it's those kind of people getting mis- like like the mother from uh, from uh, from Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. That, okay. That's yeah. who's getting back massages in the mall because yeah. a normal person doesn't need a massage that bad. Right, and and I think the like discerning customer would be like, okay, I could spend twenty dollars right now to let this uh, frail Asian man punch my back <laughs> in front of everyone, or I could spend forty dollars and get an hour massage, you know, fifty, sixty bucks, whatever. Yeah, like get a proper massage with massage oil and like a therapist, you know, <laughs> not like, where I'm sm- actual- not where I'm smelling a cinnabon. Yeah, exactly. Not where a group of, of like. Uh, field trip kids are looking at me from the food court. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want my massage. Massages are intended to be relaxing. Not where three yeah. different sets of gangbangers said what you be about when you walk past them. <laughs> exactly. Not, not where there's a fight outside of lids. <laughs> not like where, 20 feet away. Not where there's a chance a helicopter can hit you in the back of the head when you're getting inside. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, brother, man. Oh, sorry, man. Crash landing, dude. He always fly his helicopter around here. Because <laughs> the massage guy and the helicopter guy are always right next to each other. Yeah. They're never not next to each other. Go to any mall. There's always a T-Mobile guy, a <laughs> helicopter guy, and a massage guy all next to each other. Yeah. And they and they all they all hate each other. Like they all think, hate it, yeah. You would yep. think that if they, when you work next to someone like that, you would have some kind of rapport with them, but they absolutely hate each other. Yeah. And you're right. A smart helicopter salesman would team up with the massage guy and, like, you know, they, they would work out some package deal or, like, it, you know, he would encourage the massage because when you're captive in the massage chair, the massage therapist could sell you on the helicopter. You see guy with helicopter? He rip off. Yeah, that's how they do it now. But, <laughs> but what they should do is when you're in there and they're like, you have helicopter? Oh, very nice toy. <laughs> yes. That's how it should be. They should form alliances. Hey, Balky, come over here. You have customer interest in helicopter. <laughs> really, dude? Let me show you when you're done with the massage. Come on over. And then, then when he's showing someone a helicopter, by the way, man, best way to relax after flying a helicopter is getting a massage, man. <laughs> exactly. By, yeah. By the way, man, what kind of phone do you got? You got T-Mobile, man? 
Dude, man, they got some great plans, bro. I never leave home without my Timo. Like, the three of them could work better as, as a group because they yeah. can try to sell each other's products instead exactly. of the helicopter guy. Yeah, man, that T-Mobile guy's bad news, bro. Stay yeah, when the T-Mobile guy approaches and says, hey, bro, you got a cell, you got a cell provider yet? The helicopter guy flies the helicopter in front of his face to distract him. <laughs> And then, and then he'll say something really ignorant like, bro, get the fuck out of here, man. I'm trying to do a sale. Or he's like, get away from my customer, man. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. I, lo- I yeah. love how that those people refer to us as their customers. Dude. Their we're, customer. not, we're not yeah. your customer, asshole. You flew a hel- helicopter into my dick, and I had to acknowledge you. Exactly. I had to pick up your helicopter. I'm not a, I'm not a customer. You hit me in the back with some kind of like Kindle stick. <laughs> And then you told me to get a massage to get... Oh, sorry, you ever get hit with candlestick? <laughs> you never try candlestick to back? Very, very, oh, very yeah. good. You should, get, you should get tax plan from T-Mobile, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that is not a noble profession, by the way. That, that is not. See, those are jobs I can never do. And that's why I don't think I could be any kind of salesman. Because then it's always about the sale. Like, you can't really ever have a relationship with anyone because you're always just trying to sell them on something. Right. Hey, man, by the way, man, uh, you know, this is real fun hanging out with you, Ryan, but have you ever flown a helicopter? (laughs) And that's, dude, that's, that's like, that's what I can't stand. Like, when they're, anytime someone that you know, you know, anytime someone that you haven't talked to in five years and, you know, they reach out and they, I'm always thinking like, all right, what do you, what, what's the angle? Like, yeah, cause oh yeah, by the way, I have a, I have a real estate company now and I could use an endorsement, you know, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, of the, course. The, the, the original pleasantry text, like, Hey bro, miss you, man. M- miss your hilarity or something. like, yeah. I'm like, Oh cool. What's up, man? Oh, uh, you know, I just got uh, this new job, man, and I could really use a few uh, creative people. Uh, you still do that audio editing stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, Any, great. Here we go. Anyway, you can edit down, could, so I need a hundred songs edited down to thirty seconds for this thing I'm doing. Can you do it for me? No. Yeah. No. I no. can't actually. I wouldn't even do that for someone I like. No. Why would I no. do that for you? What's with people you don't like asking you to do things that you wouldn't do for people that you do like? Exactly. And dude, that's it. And going all the way back to like me not going to a bar, or whatever. It's like learning the value of saying no to people. That's, You're right. To me, that's been like a huge thing in my life is it, you just have to say no to shit you don't want to do, period. It's because hard, then though, if, you, if you're known as the guy who cuts down 100 songs to Russ, then like, oh, then Benny finds out and Benny's calling and going, hey, bro, heard those songs you did for Russ. You think you could do me 50? And then like, that's the, that's the position you're in. Now you're the song, editor, you're the free editor. But they don't even say it like yeah. that. They say, you think you could take care of me, too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since when is that, like, a service I offer? Like, it's not like I'm, I'm uh, a guy. That's it's why like you I make wedding exactly. cakes, and, and I gave exactly. Johnny one, and now Timmy's like, can you take care of me? Can I get a cake? No. Yep. I'm not, I'm not in an audio editing factory, asshole. You don't need your yep. karaoke tracks trimmed down now. Yeah. Totally, and that's it. That's why you say. That's why you, if you say no to everything, <laughs> you never get asked to do that. Well, the key, the key when someone asks you to do something, you always say, 
are you busy tomorrow? You always say yes. Because then you could always backtrack on the yes. You never say no, I'm free. Because then the bullshit, oh, yep. hey, bro, uh, you know, uh, me and uh, Penelope, uh, our dog, man, you know, we're going out of town for the whole week, man. And, and you know, we don't want to bring our dog to the pound, man. You think, I know you have that big apartment. You think, you think I could bring Max over? Yeah. Fuck. I should have just lied and said I'm in Wisconsin Dells, like yeah. I was originally going to say. <laughs> That's a good point. It's like, uh, yeah, dude, it, you can never, it's like drilling a hole. You, you start small because once you drill it too big, you can never make, you can't make it small again without like patching the hole. You have to always start where you give yourself room. You're right. Like anytime someone asks me to do something, I never leave an opening for any possible days where I might be yeah. free. But I don't yep. say no to anything either. If they, I, I'll, I'll just say, oh, hey, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'll make something up, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I have to do this. But I don't say anything about Friday until they say, oh, well, hey, by the way, we're all getting together Friday. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm actually working from uh, one from 9.30 a.m. till 12.45 a.m. <laughs> like some, kind of, some set of hours that you would never work ever. Yep. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like when I worked at Walmart, I had my mom make me a fake college like I I, I went to college, but I didn't right. I didn't take classes on Saturdays from seven PM till ten thirty PM. Yeah. Like, so I had her make me a fake schedule that said I had classes from like I started at a time where like ten thirty AM till 3.30, and then I had another class from, like, 6 till, uh, like, 8, and then another class from, like, 8 to 10, which no one would ever take on a Saturday. You could, then if you wanted to pick up those Saturday shifts, you could always say, oh, yeah, I switched my schedule off those classes. But, like, if, then if you said, in the middle of what would be the semester, if you're like, oh, yeah, I added all day to Saturday in school. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time they catch on, it's two years later. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, if you're off Saturdays at, at a retail job, it's not like they revisit the schedule every week. It's just like, oh, Ape has school on Saturdays. Exactly. <laughs> then, they, then you're just the guy who can't work Saturday forever. Exactly, and that's the key. Yeah. You want right. to be the, if you work in retail, you want to be the guy who can't work Saturdays. Yep. You can never I get the job. I think that's the key in general, Abe. Honestly, I think that the overall key is just to always put your, even if it's not an outright no, is just to never. To always give yourself, to always give yourself the benefit of, of not doing something. Always have an escape plan, no matter what yep. it is. Like, you, you never want to be caught in this, where you just yep. say, th- th- this, this is the, the Hey, mistake. yeah, I'm free. I don't yeah. do anything Saturday. Exactly. Oh, perfect. Exactly. Now you're a Saturday guy. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> Forever. it. That's exactly it. Nope. Schedule's wide open. Usually I don't yep. do shit on Saturdays. Very good. Well, you're working the 11 yeah. to 11 shift on Saturdays now. Every Saturday. Yeah. Is that, is that, that's not going to be a problem, is it? Uh, well, I have school. No, you don't. You just said no, you're free. No, you don't. You just said you're wide open. Meanwhile, I just told them that uh, I'm, I'm actually at Six Flags on, on the Eagle or something. <laughs> the guy's called me. He's like, dude, I have to work every Saturday now, 11 to 11. How did you get out of it? I'm like, oh, I'm at Great America right now. Sorry. I'll have to call you back. But that's, never that, that, back. that's like, I'm sure a lot of people listen to us work retail jobs the key is you'll never get hired if you don't work weekends so you always say you have open availability but then after you get in for a while you make up something fake now yeah, I, mean, I, earned, I mean i was i was like 16 yeah. to like 19 at the time so i can't say now i take classes but you know something relative to whatever age right. range you are yep good call <laughs> 
It's such bullshit. Everything I do is based on a lie. No matter every period of my life, there's always been just these building blocks of lies for pretty, most people that I know that I've set and up. I think so, but there's, a, there's a difference, though, in like the, the nonsense lies that don't matter mean anything. And then I think this stuff is helpful. There are certain, certain schemes that you have, scams, lies, that are actually practical in the real world. This being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one That's should all. ever... No but, one should you ever... have other shit, like how to get free orange chicken, which I don't, don't want to put. <laughs> you don't need to... That one, I think people could do without hearing. Yeah. But this one's key, because no, no human being should have to work every Saturday. I don't care what it is. It's not yeah. right. It's not fair. People like to do shit on Saturdays. You should, especially if it's a retail job... You shouldn't make some kid work every fucking Saturday from 3 p.m. to midnight. You know what I mean? Right. It's just not right. Because kids, you're, you're taking away their childhood so that, oh, because I need those paper towel racks full every day. <laughs> I need those carts pushed. Can I take off once and No, 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 no. This is retail, brother. God, just because you're, you're angry doesn't mean you yeah. have to work me, make me work every Saturday. Give me off yeah. two. I, I'm not saying I'm not going to work any Saturdays. Let me work yeah. one Saturday early. Let me be off the next one. Let me work the next one late, then early, and then off. Like yeah. something like that, yeah. you know? I'm not asking for everything. Yeah. No, some sort of, you know, recurring light at the end of the tunnel. There's one thing I want to get to, Ryan, before I get to the, you know, we're doing at the end of every show a listener suggested thing to talk about. The last thing I want to talk about, do you remember Gia, the bad girl from Full House? No. She was Stephanie's hot friend? I don't. Or Not do, even a little bit. Or do you remember Tupanga from... I remember Tupanga. Okay. Yeah. When you think about... When I think about Gia, the bad girl, okay, she took Stephanie to a makeout party. Mm-hmm. They were like, I don't know how old they were, maybe like 10, 11, 12 years old. They walked into the makeout party... Dim the lights, and then they just start making out with guys, right? Wow! And, and, and I don't, yeah. And and here's here's the weird thing: I haven't seen a picture of Gia the bad girl or Tupanga from Boy Meets World. But mm-hmm. don't you think if we looked, because when you think about Tupanga, you're probably thinking about her being super hot, right? Or whatever little girl, uh, that you, whatever yeah. whatever yeah. girl you liked growing up, like whatever, like Winnie Cooper, exactly. Yeah. So when you're imagining Winnie Cooper right now, you're thinking about this super hot Winnie Cooper, right? Right. Isn't it weird, though, that now we're 32 years old, and if you look back at a picture of her, like, I never want to see a picture of those girls ever again. Because you're, like, in my head, I'm imagining them being hot, but they're little kids. Oh, dude, that's right. I've never thought of it like that. You know that. what I'm saying? Because like, I was thinking about Gia the Bad... I was, I was reading something about Full House because I'm always looking up shit about Full House. And it mm-hmm. reminded me about Gia the Bad Girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, she was hot. But then I'm thinking about it. It's like, wait a minute. She wasn't hot. She was a little kid, probably. Or she was like... At the oldest, she was probably like 15 or something. She was... What it was was a crush. Like a... Like a for lack of a better term, it was like a, a childhood like attraction, which is a... a a smaller form of attraction, yeah. you know, and then, but that, that thing stays intact. It stays the same and you've gotten older. So in your head, you have Gia, the bad girl from Full House. <laughs> in your head, the picture. The bad girl. But what that is, is a little child. 
You're right. And that's what's <laughs> fucked up. Like I never I never want to see a picture of her. And I know all these yeah. assholes are gonna tweet me pictures of her later today, just so I right. have to see what she looked like as a child. But like even yeah. Winnie Cooper. Like Winnie Cooper is is still hot, kinda hot. But when you look back at when you thought she was hot, she probably looks mm-hmm. like a little ten year old girl. Exactly. Or whatever she was, even if she was fifteen, that's still disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I never thought of that. Yeah. I mean, same for me with uh with uh Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> <laughs> you just think about how hot he was at Karate Kid One and Yeah, or or Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still hot. Yeah. Actually no, I, I mean I, or like it would be weird if someone was like, yeah, like Willow Smith. Wait, no, that like, <laughs> never makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you were you were 25 when she was born. Dude, that's the same way I feel about Kylie Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she's still 15, man. Yeah. No, no, I liked her back in the day. Oh, when she was 11? Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, Abe. That is, I, I, yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at that. All right. Oh, and by the way, you know the RoboCop statue is finally built, so. Hopefully, oh, hopefully we'll be. Hopefully we'll have a uh, a new hopefully, home at some point. Hopefully McClure saves some budget to send us. <laughs> to keep our word. <laughs> Last thing, and and I said at the end of every show, I'll take a listener request. By far, this has been what I've been having people request by far the most. Okay, this is from at on it at Anita Pro O N I T A Pro. Uh, on your podcast, I'd love to hear you talk about your abrupt departure from 101, from Howard 101. Oh, nice. That's by far what everyone wants to hear us talk about. Because I, I don't know if we've yeah. ever really explained what happened, why we're not on Howard 101 anymore. Have we? I think we kind of did a couple times. Maybe. But we never really broke it down. Yeah. So I want to just explain exactly what happened. Because every, like every day, people are like, what happened, bro? So here's what happened. And you, Ryan, you could fill in the blanks here. Yep. So Tim Sabian was the original program director at Howard 101. Him and I would email each other for years. And I would send him, like, because we were doing, okay, so Ryan and I have had radio careers for 10 years before we were on Howard 101. Bass did stuff. Um, he, was, he was working at the station with us. And we started up a podcast I would send him Sabian clips from the podcast, and he liked it. I mean, no one would put us on anywhere. Is is that true, Ryan? In our podcast yeah. form. No one gave us a chance except Tim Sabian. Bubba the Love Sponge left Sirius because he wa- – what happened – from what I've heard, this is what happened with him. He was making like a uh, million dollars or something like that, and I believe they offered him $200,000 – to just do one live show a week and replay his terrestrial radio show. I'm not positive mm-hmm. that's correct, but that's what I heard. He decided he didn't want 200000 a year to do one live show and to replay his terrestrial show. He wanted to still make a million. That sounds like a good deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think for 200, for 200 grand, I think I would do five shows a week, but that's just me. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so whatever. So he left, and... Finally, when he left, there was an opening at Howard 101. So Tim said, hey, you know, I like your show. I sent it to Gary, Baba Booey. He listened to it. Um, He likes it. Uh, You know, I'm going to have you guys come down here. Howard's going to listen to it, blah, 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 blah. Still the greatest moment in my radio career 
Ryan and I were in New York doing a, and this is after doing a podcast in my bedroom. Yeah. Howard Stern walks up to me and he says, Hey, Abe, I'm a big fan. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was on my birthday. That was the greatest, that's still the greatest moment in my radio career. Howard Stern said, I'm a big fan. That's what he said to me after, Mm -hmm. obviously, I listen to him every day, whatever. So, and it was funny, too, because remember, we were talking about, like, oh, you know, we shouldn't shake Howard's hand because he does the fist bump. And then I think Tim Tim even told us, hey, by the way, you know, uh, just do the fist bump. So we had that weird, awkward thing where Howard actually went to shake our hands. And we we had the fist out. Yeah, so we had the fist out. And then Howard goes to the fist, and we have the handout, and it just goes that. Yeah, it's like when you're in someone's way, you go left, and they go left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So whatever. So so we we did. Uh, we started out doing just Saturdays, and Tim always had plans to put us on five days a week. For people who don't know, he always wanted to. He 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 was. There were budget issues. Believe it or not, we were kind of expensive because there were four of us. You had to pay for the studio. You had to pay a producer in New York. So we weren't like one of these cheap shows to produce. But it's, right. not, like, it's not like we were rich or anything. I mean, yeah. not even close. But it cost them more money to do our show than any other show probably. Right. I would guess. Um, so Tim wanted to put us on. When Scott Farrell left, he wanted to put us on five days a week in that slot. But they didn't have the budget for it. Um, so then he said, well, hey, do you want to do... Friday, or do you want to do Thursday and Saturday two hours? And I said, well, why don't we just do Thursday and Fridays three hours, and we'll do a three-hour show for the same amount of money you would pay us for a two-hour show. That's just because we wanted it. We wanted to be on more. So it's not like we weren't getting paid decent to do the two-hour show, but we, we wanted to do an extra hour. So we started doing Thursdays and Fridays three hours. Tim was our biggest fan. Tim was behind us all the way, especially now, Ryan, when you really look back on it. Tim really tried to make something happen with us. Yeah. Um, his hands were tied. And, and that's when, 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 when he left, that's when, like, the, I don't know, that's when the chip started to turn back and head well, to shore. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. For, for, and this is why we, we ended up leaving, or not leaving, getting let go. Um, Tim had his hands tied. The, the, the main thing was that they had no budget for Howard 101. So they couldn't pay us to do a show five days a week. So Tim left the channels. Tim now is in charge of Raw Dog. He's in charge of Opie and Anthony. And I'll get texts and tweets, not texts, tweets and messages from listeners who are like, dude, fuck Tim Sabian. And I, I try to reply to all of them and say, Tim Sabian was our biggest fan. Tim Sabian was trying to get us on. Like, if Tim Sabian was still the program director, we would still be on Howard 101 today. I guarantee it. I mean, do you yeah. have any doubt in your mind, Ryan, that if Tim wasn't the program director, that we'd still be there? No, oh, yeah, we we would still be there, whether it was more. No, probably not more. He's a budget yeah, issue. No, yeah. but, right, right. but whatever the case. So, okay, so Tim was off the channels. A new program director came in. Once the new program director came in, we, we never met. Like, we, there was never any, there was no personal connection. I didn't meet him until two days before he let me go at the Christmas right. party. Yeah. Um, they, we, we tried. I set up a bachelor party for Sam. Uh, I had a David Bowie impersonator. I had strippers coming in from scores. I had um, uh, I had Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips coming on. We we had all this stuff planned, and then out of nowhere, they're like, "Oh, uh, guys, there's no show next week." Yeah, <laughs> like just for no reason. And they would do that to us. Like there was no communication. Uh, so once Tim left, pretty much like the writing was on the wall. We should have known. 
Because we had no contact with them at all. Never talked to anyone, ever. Whereas when Tim was there, he would always try to get us involved. Like, you know, hey, hey, Abe, do you want to do the fast food show? Abe, you want to do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, you guys got to come out for this. You guys got to do this. Once Tim was gone, and it's kind of like when a coach leaves a football team and a new coach comes in, he doesn't really have any loyalty to the people that that guy drafted. Yep. Because we, we're Tim Sabian staff, guys. Like a, like a, a coach is going to bring in his own coach. A manager is going to bring in his own coaches. You or, know what or, I'm or, or he's going to do what, you know, his, the way he, his, his mentality on running yeah. a station. Which his, but, the new program director's mentality is no live shows, all replays or whatever. And which is fine. That's, that's his call. But Tim, we were Tim Sabian guys. We still are. I mean, if anything ever happens with us again at Sirius, it'll be because of Tim Sabian. So if, right. we, if we end up on another channel, which could happen, it would be because of Tim Sabian. So, you know, we had no contact. I was at Sam's wedding in Las Vegas. And I actually sent him an email about expanding our show to another day. Because I, I saw him, the, the new program director, I saw him at the Christmas party where he told me, oh, yeah, he's like, we'll talk next week, you know. About you yeah. know, having you guys yeah, do more will. stuff, which which and it was the first. I mean, I I never even. T- I mean, when you're a new program director, you should co- reach out to all your employees. And this is nothing against the pro. He, of course, we weren't in his plans, so it's not really. I don't blame him per se because if he, it's like if we're not in your plans, I guess that's how you handle it. That's yeah. not how I would handle it. I would be upfront with people and let them know what the deal is. Sure. Um, so I'm at Sam's wedding. You know, it's like the day after Sam's wedding in Las Vegas, and I get the call. Oh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, we're going to have to cancel your show. And, and there's really no reason given. Uh, it was just kind of like, it's almost just like I said, like, oh, you know, there's a new uh, Josh uh, or whatever. Bill Belichick's in, so he's going with Tom Brady, or there's a new quarterback or whatever. Yep. So that's pretty much, that's how it happened. Yeah. And and Tim is is still trying to get us back at Sirius. I mean, I, the, he, his hands are tied. Everyone's hand, for people who are wondering. It's like there's nothing these guys could do to bring us back uh, right now. And and we're talking to like WGN and stuff. They're talking about bringing another talk station, which we we could be a part of. So like, there's a lot of things going on that we could be a part of. But the how that's how it, that's how it goes. I mean, that's what you you sign up for when you do this. Is a lot of. A lot of maybe. So there's no bitterness from us because Howard Stern sent me the nicest email ever. He said, like, you know, I'll always root for you. He's like, you're, you're, you know, you love radio. And I, I, I love when I meet people who love radio as much as I do. He said, like, the most, the nicest email he sent me. And, and without that opportunity, any future opportunity that no, I'm not saying that us personally would get, but us as a show would get is all based off our time with Howard and the channels. So we, we have nothing – like, people are always trying to get us to, like, talk shit. But, like, why would you talk shit about someone who gave you an opportunity that no one else would give you? I think because, like, traditionally that's the way it goes. It's like, oh, there must be some something bad happened, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's the expected thing is that, oh, what went down, you know, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was, in, in terms of radio um, departures, I think it was probably, like – Pretty boring. Yeah, it was very boring. Like, it, he, even, it wasn't the, salacious. There was no story. There's no. There's no hook. Yeah, it's not like uh, we were. It's not like we were having a gang bang with like Jerry yeah. at, at JBTV or something, and they caught right. us. Uh, 
even even the program director said he's like, and 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 he he has like th- there were openings for Howard's stuff on Howard's staff that he said he was like considering me for. So mm-hmm. I mean, who knows if that's true or not? But he even said he's like, under any other circumstances, I. But who knows if that's true too? But he said under any circumstances, I wouldn't let you guys go. But whatever, whatever. So it's not like there's really no one to 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 be mad at. I mean, they decide yeah. to go another direction. We're we're not we're not like. When someone lets, it's not like we're dead. I mean, we we have other. We still want to do the show. We're talking to other people about doing the show. It's not like that. Like kills us. I mean, we 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 have plenty of other options that could possibly happen. So it's right. not like it's not like we're not those kind of people who think it's like, you know, being on Howard one hundred one or bust. Like we're not going to like retire from the industry because of that. Yeah, exactly. Which I think I think that's the mentality a lot of people have. Like it's like oh uh, well, that's it. I'm going to do some landscaping now. (laughs) But really, you know, when we got let go, like 10,000 emails and, and, and comments from all the listeners. And that's why we do this because we have a bigger audience. And, and, and this is true. We have a bigger audience than a lot of shows on satellite radio and a lot of terrestrial radio shows just doing it in a podcast form. So if people want to keep listening to this shit, it's not like this is like a big commitment from us. We'll keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of like fishing. I mean, if, if you go out and you, at the first 15 lines you cast, you catch a fish, and the first time you don't catch a fish, you're not done fishing forever. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you, after the way I got let go in Richmond where I lived in a parking lot for a week, and did a food drive for the homeless, and then lost my job after breaking down the tent. Nothing could ever compare. Nothing could. The shock in my face. It was, I, I know I bring this reference up a lot, but I was the same way Million Dollar Man looked when Elizabeth took her skirt off in SummerSlam. That was the shock in my face when, when I got let go in my job in Richmond. After living in a parking lot for a week and getting Chinese democracy after you know waiting for it for 12 years oh hey abe here's the new chinese democracy you have the first copy they gave me that and then like four hours later oh uh we're gonna have to let you go oh man living in a parking <laughs> lot with barely showering and, and 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 then you lose your job for a week collecting food for the homeless breaking the state record for the most food collected ever Dude, that's crazy. I never knew that about Chinese democracy. That's funny. Oh, yeah. The day I got Chinese democracy, the day I lost my job. God. So everything was at an all-time high. Like, we were so excited. We were just on the news. Four yeah. hours later, we're at Hooters, and I'm like, fuck. I'm going to have to Drunk. Work. Yeah. No, no. And, 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 and Hinder was sitting next to us at Hooters. Oh, God. I, I'm making – I'm like, God. I'm like, who the fuck is that, Hinder? And then me and Sludge were laughing. And then the waitress comes over. She's like, you guys ever hear of a band called Hinder? Oh my god, dude, that's hilarious! I swear to God, I was making fun of them because I said they look. I said, "What is that? Hinder or something?" And then I gave Sludge five. He's like, "Ha ha ha!" ha. <laughs> Two minutes later, you guys ever hear of Hinder? <laughs> and then, and then, so then, like, you know, a few days later, I Sam flies in and we drive back to Chicago. I mean, it's just crazy. So, like, yeah. I there's really. The way that went down was actually quite pleasurable compared to some of the other ways I've lost my yeah, jobs in radio. <laughs> but all right, we'll, we'll end it on that. Uh, best way to listen to this, subscribe on iTunes because then you get it the minute I upload it. And Ryan, what's your uh, Twitter? 
at Ryan Mano, M-A-N-N-O. Pretty not, silent, though. Oh, you don't do much on there, right? Yeah. Do you do anything on anything anymore? No, no. <laughs> I will. I, I will. I mean, it's not like I'm closing closing down shop. I just, I just, I don't know. How about the com? Yeah, that, that, that'll get going when I do that, like, when I'm, when I literally have nothing else to do. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you can, if you haven't looked at the morefacecom it's not like. Yeah, I mean, you don't the, need, it's not like, it's not like you have to look at new shit on there, because everything no, on there will look new if you've never been on it. Is, exactly, yeah, so check that out. And then abecannon.com, at abecannon, and we'll see you guys later. We out. See ya. Peace.